0: You wanna know their language, you wanna know, know what they're saying, you gotta to get to know them.
1: Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips. So we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to Win the Hour, Win the Day. I am your host, Chris Ward, and I am thrilled to have today's guest. I know I always say I'm excited, but listen, I'm excited for a different reason. Lindsay Johnson brings a dynamic energy to everything she does. She's also known as the radical connector. And today we are going to talk about niching down. And maybe at first that doesn't sound too sexy or interesting, but hold on to your hats, I think you are gonna find this fascinating. No pressure at all. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I thrive under pressure. Come on, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what, what, what? where do we start, Lindsay? Where do we, what do you mean niching down and why does it, it matter? And, and what do you mean we might be doing that wrong? Okay,
0: so I love this topic. First of all, I
1: think because uh,
0: as soon as people hear the word niching, they tend to panic and freak out and beat themselves up because there's this whole thing that, that, that everybody is is kind of pounding into your into your mindset. You need to niche, need to niche, you need to niche. But there's a fear around that, first of all, because that there's that first fear of if I'm not targeting everybody, I'm gonna lose
1: business. Mm. Yeah. Right? yeah. Everyone yeah.
0: can relate to that. And I will talk to people who have been in business for years and they still won't let themselves niche all the way down to their true, true market because that fear is still there. The other thing is that in my opinion, controversial opinion, people are niching incorrectly and okay. it wasting time and not helping them understand their market and develop products and services that their market actually cares about.
1: Okay. Now that right away, I always think of this fascinating story where, I know we all think that you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't be, I'm not making enough money to be eliminating people. But what you're doing is you're really zoning in. And I think of two examples, one, like that little magnifying glass when you look through it and then you just focus and focus and you could start a fire with a blade of grass. Like that's really zoning in, right? And it reminds me, oh, I have to look this up. Forgive me, I forgot her name, but she's a fitness guru and she was doing a video. And in the middle of that video, I'm ashamed I forgot her name, but in the middle of the video she actually wet herself. She peed her pants and it was because she had crushed her pelvic floor during birth. Okay, so her being a brave human being, way braver than I would ever be, she continued the video and explained what happened. And then she really niched down to be a fitness person for women who had had difficult births and had a fallout because of that for whatever reason, right? So that's a super specific niche and she really does extremely crazy well. And so instead of just being a fitness instructor for anyone or just women or even just women, you know, over 30 or whatever. She really, really niched down and then it made her the only one In that, like, you know, then you're dealing with people that go, oh, you know, oh, if I have this problem, she's, she's the option because it's not vague anymore. It's clear. It's like going to your GP or, you know, a a, a really specific surgeon, who do you want operating on you? Right. So that, that is really super important. Now talk to me about niching incorrectly. What does that look like?
0: So where I see a lot of people go wrong. So, okay. I work with new entrepreneurs, and I've been working with okay. new entrepreneurs for
1: 18 years.
0: Okay. God bless you. Okay. Right? You know what? Hey, it's my niche, baby. I <laughs> love that beginning stage when you're full of ideas and creativity and and gumption, and you have no clue what the heck you're doing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I call that, you know what I call it? I call it like entrepreneurs that are new and no disrespect because, oh my gosh, I'm only talking mostly from my own experience, is I felt like it was being a teenager where like, you know, at 16, you're like, listen, you don't understand. I am so clear on who I am and what I'm going to be. And then you find out at 26, I think I was a little off the mark. (laughs) a little bit, not quite as my path is not as direct as I thought it was going to be. And so when I think of all the bumps and bumps that I experienced as a new entrepreneur, I wouldn't wish that on anyone to work with me. So I think it's really wonderful that you do that because it's, it's a, it's a hard time because you're not self-aware. You don't have, you don't have enough years or experience underneath your belt to figure out who you are as this entrepreneur or really there's just so much happening at once. So hats off to you. That's amazing. Well,
0: I, I think too, and we're going to come back to the niche, niche question. Don't worry. I'm going to, going to get us back there. But the other thing too, is that there is this immense pressure for entrepreneurs to be overnight successes. Yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: we see all the time, you know, I went from zero to a hundred K in six Ugh. months, which by the way, anybody that <laughs> has seen that it's not true. They're not showing no. you the five years of, of work they put in behind the scenes. Um, but, you know, or, or three years or whatever, but Um,
1: Sorry to interrupt. Can I jump in? Because that's something really important. And I don't think we've addressed it on the show yet. That is like when you see on TV where you're like, oh, this band is overnight success. They sold whatever. Quadrillion albums. Okay, hello. I sound like I'm from the 1800s. But so... So now all of a sudden they're like this, whatever, right? But but they don't talk about the 15 years that they were singing in dives and got the momentum. So even if you did make that money in a month, you did not yawn and stretch and get up that first day and you know, shine your shoes, and 30 days later you made that money. That's just there is a misrepresentation. And I think it's really important that we unpack that for a minute because then it's very disheartening when you're not experiencing that going, oh my gosh what am I doing wrong? But even if they acquired those sales in that period of time, the education, the leveraging of their talent, their, all the set up, the yes. set up to the show was done before those 30 days. So yes, I'm- really important that you brought that up. Thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. This is, you know, I talk to people all the time. You can expect the first two years of your business, the first two solid years, are you doing everything wrong and mm-hmm. guessing as you go and figuring it out and it'll be a hot mess. You just need to accept that, you know. A little any- bit of crying,
1: a little bit of crying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you're not crying, are you even an entrepreneur?
1: <laughs> if, if you have not cried over a keyboard, you are not an entrepreneur.
0: <laughs> if you don't think of quitting at least you know once once or twice a year like really are you really pushing yourself yeah yeah (laughs) fabulous that, that reality and it takes you know three years before most people really start to figure it out it takes five years before most people are are actually able to pay themselves and even consider leaving their jobs you know we're looking at 10 years before you got something really significant now that's just in general. That obviously can change depending on how fast you learn, how fast you hire people to help
1: you and teach you and support you in growing. Um, yeah but because yeah, I have to jump in I can't help myself I apologize because we're all about the win team the what is next team and yes. that's the biggest thing that stops you from growth I always say you know Steve Jobs where would we be if he was still in the garage you know trying to figure it out himself so now with outsourcing and all the tools that we have you literally could hire somebody you know for the cost of a coffee to get you to the next level and then to the next level so I just want to jump in there I can't help it I'm really passionate about people understanding that Like you don't have to sweat it out for years we now have resources we just did not have 10 years ago so my apologies continue
0: no because i'm going to give it a shout out yeah. to what you do because i will tell you that for folks that that are worried they're too new or not ready to bring on their first person you will never never feel ready ever yeah it, yeah. When you bring that person on, there is going to be that moment of, oh gosh, can I afford them this and that, but it is worth it because you will grow faster. So yeah. getting support and help outsourcing, and then also your own learning, investing in people who can genuinely help you get to where you want to go. Um, otherwise you're just fumbling
1: in the dark for years and that's no fun. Who wants to do that? No, Watch your- no. And it's expensive. <laughs> Cause it's oh, yeah. damaging overhead, delayed income, diminished opportunities. It's huge. Okay. My apologies. So now we're back to incorrectly niching down.
0: So, so the niching. I don't remember how we got on this tangent, but let's talk about niching. So, Oh, that's right. We are talking about the pressure for people to grow fast and, and, you know, this thing with, with niching that I see, you know, I'll ask somebody like, who's your market, you know, who's your client, who's your customer. And they're starting to tell me things like their age and where they live and what they order at Starbucks and their color, of their hair and their favorite muffin. And none of that matters. None of it. I, I don't know why that's taught because literally that doesn't matter. What matters is the problem your market has. Do they see it as a problem and will they pay you to fix that problem? That's yeah. all that matters. And you know we talk, talking. Yeah, coming in strong. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it down. Turning it down. I'm <laughs> but I get really riled up at this when people will spend like weeks figuring out their their ideal customers. Starbucks order. Like it literally doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: The yeah. Spending that time doing is getting to know your market. The people who grow the, the quickest and then make the most money. They're the ones that truly understand their market, what they want, where their problems are and their symptoms are, and then how to solve it.
1: Yeah. And that, you know what, that sounds simple enough. And you're right. We've been misled for a really long time and have a picture of this person, and name her Jane and all this other stuff. So I find those things just kind of like distractions, right? Like they give you busy work and you feel good and you're doing all that. And, and 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 I'm not picking on anyone or judging anyone, but there's a lot of courses out there where, okay, you know what, that is important information, but it's not going to get you to A to B. Like So I was dealing with somebody last week, Uh, somebody wanted to do, long story short, potential coaching client with us. And she's new in business, not our ideal client. And she had spent something like she's been in business eight months. She'd spent something like $20,000 to learn how to be a keynote speaker. And I was like, Oh my gosh, why? why?" And she's like, well, I was told it could build my email list. Well, yes, it could, but that's not where you're at with the first eight months, because you don't even know what the real pain is, is you're solving. And also what I find the, the language and the, the little subtleties, That your ideal client speaks to you about. Like, even for me, there was a big difference between a small business owner and an entrepreneur. Like, those were light years apart. And I didn't learn that till I was out doing a lot of podcasts and doing more and more with my book and stuff. Right. So, even just the words that they associate themselves with, huge. And creating a win team, because a lot of, you know, for my, private coaching clients, those are people that have a team, but they're spending too much money on it and it's not a good ROI and it's really problematic. And it's, they're like wearing their manager hat. It's a pain in the butt. Whereas, you know, somebody else newer in business, they may not have a team and they're good for the outsourcing playbook, the info product that we have. So those things really distinguish that. So now how do we, we go, okay, you want me to niche down? I'm supposed to know all that. How do we find that out quickly versus just fumbling through the next five years?
0: And this is such a great question. I'm like so excited. I have so many things in my head I want to talk about right now. So, so I want to back it up for one second as well. Cause I didn't, I didn't mention this the first time, but you know, uh, when people struggle to niche because they think they have to pick an age or they have to pick a gender yes. or they have to pick a whatever, you will find that if you niche by problem, you actually will niche easier. It'll help you niche down easier. Okay. So the first question you have to ask yourself is what is the problem that I right. want to solve? Okay. That's the very first question. And so then what you need to do is ask yourself, does the Okay. I guess the second question would be, who do I want to work with? And again, that's kind of a roundabout way of saying, what does she look like and where does she shop? But, but not really. It's like, who do I want to work with? So for me, I really wanted to work with new entrepreneurs. But when I first started my company, I started as a networking company. I wanted to teach entrepreneurs how to grow their businesses through networking. Okay. So I had a whole slew of products and courses and, you know, I was doing events every month around networking to grow your business. I was getting tons of corporate work, corporate workshops up the wazoo. People wanted me to come in and talk to them about how to network at a corporate level, right. but entrepreneurs couldn't care less, Right. They did not connect to what no. I was talking about because they thought that they were networking. Well, they weren't, they thought yeah. that they didn't need to network to grow their business. They yeah. did but they didn't connect to that. Right. And so I was neither working with who I wanted to work with, nor was I solving the right problem because for them, the problem wasn't networking. So I had to go, okay, so if I want to work with new entrepreneurs, what is the real problem? Well, guess what they were coming to me because they needed help with their copy and their marketing and their sales process and how to build a community and how to public speak. They were coming to me with all these things around business development. And I was like, okay, so the real problem is business development. They've got an idea, but they don't know how to develop new business. But now here's where for folks listening, I want you to notice the slight nuance here. There's a bit of a difference because there's the problem business development, but then there's the symptoms because most new entrepreneurs don't even know what business development means. And if I said I'm a business strategist and I focus on business development, that doesn't mean anything. And right. it sounds expensive and I'm a new entrepreneur, right? I don't have enough, I don't, I don't have enough business for you to develop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's an yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But so I had to connect to the symptom. And so that's the other right. thing is when you're niching by problem, you also have to understand the symptom. So the symptoms were what? They weren't getting new business. They weren't getting new clients and customers. Yeah. They weren't making money. They were spinning their wheels and burning out and nothing was happening. So then I had to start using that in my messaging and that on my website. Right. And that's how I introduced myself. You know, I use this example a lot. If you ever watch me on YouTube, I use this example all the time. If you think about Tylenol, right? Tylenol Mm -hmm. is used to treat things like a headache, for example. Now -hmm. there's many reasons you might have a headache. You could be dehydrated, didn't get enough sleep, Maybe it's hormones. Maybe you're hungry, right? Maybe your neck is tight. It could be a million different reasons, right? But Tylenol doesn't go in and say, we have a pill that, that helps with the pain that you know, deals with dehydration. <laughs> like they're not, yeah. they're not coming at the core problem. They're coming at you with a symptom you experience. You have pain? There you go. Right. So you got to think about that. You got to think, what's the problem? But does my market understand the problem? Do they relate to it or do they relate more to the symptoms? So you need right. to know the
1: And that's really powerful because so many of us, whether you're new in business or not, I mean, ideally most of our audience are, have been in business about five years, service-based entrepreneurs, but even then five years goes by really quickly. And all of a sudden you realize, huh, like I thought I knew. And then I thought I knew, and then I thought I knew, and it just gets really confusing really quickly. And you get locked into this and then you just think, oh, this is where my target is. And so you get stuck on the language, like, oh, you know what? I just need to explain it. Better, instead of switching yeah. the nuances, right? It's like, oh, I just I need more time in front of them. I need to talk more. And when it is, is you are just not you haven't niched down enough.
0: Yeah, you got to know your niche, and yeah. to know your niche, you got to know your market. If you want to know their language and want to know what they're saying, you got to get to know them. You got to network. You know, right now these days it's mostly online, but you got to network online. You got to get on some phone calls with people. You know, you got to go into some groups and see what they're saying and what they're what they're asking for yeah. help around right? Go watch some YouTube videos. Like you got it. You've got to get to know your market and understand what they're asking for.
1: And you know what? This also reminds me, and even to this day, sometimes I struggle with this. They're always saying, you know, think of one person, like when you're talking, you speak to one person. And sometimes I still catch myself because we do have serve, you know, a different, the people dealing with the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs are often someone starting with their first hire. Whereas when you're doing group coaching with us or private coaching, you have a at least one person and we're helping you create a win team. And sometimes Ali be even in a video and I realize, oh, if you're starting your team or you already have one, boom, I'm splitting it, right? And I'm watering down my message and I'm being wordy. And again, you you know I know this. I know this in my head. And then you think, ah, I'm doing it again. So it's really easy to just get lazy or get distracted or or want to make sure you don't, oh, I shouldn't eliminate these people because we're launching that product in a couple weeks. So I'll mention both of them. Um, you know, you can't, well, I was going to say you can't date two guys effectively at the same time, but I don't know. I haven't tried. Maybe you can. So anyhow. <laughs> yeah. 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 So those are really good, really good. Po- Even if you know those points, it, I, I tell you for me, anyhow, I can't be reminded enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's
0: the other thing with entrepreneurship. And I think everyone listening to this podcast can, can attest to that. Like we forget more than we remember. Like, this is why we listen to podcasts and we, and we go to conferences and read books because a lot of it, yeah, sure. We know, but we just need that reminder or who I am now is is different than who I was, you know, five years ago in business. So I have more context so I can apply what I'm learning even, even deeper.
1: Yeah. What got you to the party will not keep you in the party. Yes. 50 cents at that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell us, give us another area that we should probably be be aware of when we're trying to, you know, be really clear with our market, niching down.
0: So you want to make sure that you not only know the problem, but you also know what's on the other side of that problem, what the desire is. What do they want? Uh, Any any Lucifer fans listening? What is your true desire? No, just me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, you want to, you want to know what they want. Um, and this is where we get now into the marketing side of things. If anyone ever has had to craft, you know, marketing messages, you know, we want we to get the pain point and then we have the promise. Right. And so you want to know what that is, but again, don't assume that you know what it is. And I see this all the time. People assume they know what the other person wants and you really do need to, you really do need to understand that and know that. Um, because you, how would you solve a problem if you're not taking them where they want to go? and, and the same rules apply, you know, the same things I just said, networking, getting into groups, getting on calls, really understanding and getting to know your market so that you can understand what the heck they want.
1: Yeah. That's a really good point too, because we have like, when I'm helping people create their win team, sometimes with the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, we have videos in there that I could say to my group clients or my private coaching clients say okay well here's a link to that because i'm trying to save them time when they're meeting with me watch this beforehand and then i'll expand on it and show you how it fits into what you're doing yeah. and sometimes they just don't watch a 10 minute video and i'm thinking oh my gosh i did that for them and they're like like just explain to me i i don't even want to do the homework just like i want i want to be spoon fed by you in front of me during this hour like uh, these extra resources are of no interest to me and i'm like oh okay i had to learn because i thought i knew what was best here show let me show you how to be most efficient with your time i'm trying to help you and save you time and money and if that's not what they want my husband used to say it's it's only helpful (laughs) you're only helping if it's helpful you think you're helping but if they don't find it helpful you're not helping right
0: (laughs) one of the, the the biggest lessons for me um which is funny because i'm a community builder i love to build community i love having people around in community But when it came to delivering results with my clients or, or students or community, whatever, I was so focused on getting them profitable and teaching them skills. I was forgetting, I completely overlooking how important the community was to them. We did a, we did a retreat and again, it was, it was, it was transformation. You know, everyone's saying it's soul transformation. I had these breakthroughs. Yes, they learned a lot in business, but it was the personal transformations that had the biggest impact. And say so within my academy, you know, it, it's 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 like the it's the the lessons are great, but like, I, where I really noticed this is when, when things were really hitting the fan in the spring here, you know, people were showing up having not done any work. They just need, they wanted that support. They wanted to feel uplifted and connected and supported and feel good. And so again, it's one of those things where watch for the surprise desires yeah. that, that maybe come yeah. out of the work that you do, that you hadn't even considered before that maybe even your, your, I call them your PPC, your perfect potential client, that maybe your PPC didn't even know they wanted. So there's that side of it too. Know their desires, but watch for the surprise desires too.
1: Yeah. That, that, those are very wise words. I see that all the time in my clients as well. And even in myself, when I, you know, I, I've got some amazing mentors and I think, huh, I thought I was signing up for this and I got this, but what I really got was that, and now it's changed the whole direction or the, the landscape of how I want to run my business. So you're right. Absolutely. Okay. So we've got a few minutes left. What are some final thoughts that we should really be mindful about when it comes to niching down?
0: So final thoughts. I'm going to summarize and then see what comes out of that. So number okay. one, don't be afraid to niche. You will yeah. actually grow faster with the people Mm. you want to work with, solving the problems that you want to solve. When you, when you allow yourself, give yourself permission to let go of what isn't you and what you don't want to
1: do. And just go ahead and niche into what you want to do and who you want to work with. Yeah, because you know we see this in our own day to day living. Like, you know, how much does a dentist versus the orthodontist? Like, one's a specialist, one's niche down, one hasn't, right? So it's like we know this all the time. When you go somewhere, oh my heavens! I, I in in Toronto, I, my sister. I don't. I swear she must be adopted because she's got gorgeous. Curly, curly, curly hair. She's got more hair than the rest of the family put together, right? And you know, she used to complain because it was hot. We're like, whatever. You got to find new people to complain to because our hair is really straight and thin. So there is a curly hair institute in Toronto, and I thought, oh, I'll call up and as a gift uh, get that for. Her. Well, mother of heavens, do you know what it costs to get your hair cut there? Like, because it was it's a specialty. It's like, oh no, we're the curly hair institute, and we know curly hair. And when I did see the hair and all. Oh, curly hair people, we're doing it wrong. There's all these special things and stuff, but at my heavens, they're charging arm and leg, and they're doing a wonderful business because you know they specialize in that. So we see it day in and day out when we want something for our own needs to be met. Well, you know, but yet as it, I guess maybe it comes down to confidence, or you just you know again, you think, oh, I have to get a little bit of money from everybody versus you know a lot of money from a few people that will see me as a, as a specialist. So yeah, I think those are just really good. Reminder. Yeah, you know, go ahead.
0: I'm going, to, I'm going to, it's happening. I just interrupted the host of this podcast. It <laughs> <happened>. So, <laughs> so what you just said, it's a confidence thing.
1: Yeah, That's
0: exactly what it is, because I can logically tell you that it will make you more money, that you will grow faster than yeah. to market and sell. I can tell you all that and logically you might know it, but there is something about giving ourselves permission to have the nerve to say, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And then to do it. There's something about trying to save the whole world versus saying, I'm going to put me first. And even though you're still probably helping in some way in your business, you're putting yourself first. When you niche, you are saying, this is what I want to do all day, every day and who I want to do it with. And to me, it is one of the, one of, there's many, one of the many bold steps that you will make as an entrepreneur that moves you from entrepreneur into business owner.
1: You know what? You're so right because I know even when I went to write my book, well, let me rephrase that. Somebody talked me into writing my book. I had this idea for the book and I wanted to help more people. Business should support your life, not consume it. And they said, well, why don't you write the book? And I'm like, well, I'm going to, I had this idea in my head. I should have another 10 years in, or I had a certain figure in my head. I should be making this amount of money before I declare myself, put my flag on the land and say, I am the expert or the leading authority in this. You should pay attention to me. And they're like, well, why don't you just write the book now? And I'm like, huh? Huh. I don't know I can't think of anything. so now it seems so ridiculous write a book you know write a book write a book write a book you know I, I help my my clients when they get all this clutter away from their desk I help them get their book out of their podcast because now they've got a win team intact and they can do all these things but I did that I was thinking well who am I to write a book right and and I think by most people's standards I think I'm a confident person but I think it's a declaration to say oh I you I, I'm for lack of a better word an expert on this and I'm and niche down. So I think that's a really good point about confidence. All right. This has been spectacular. We touched on some things that I thought were important. And then we just, we niche down and we talked about confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> niche it down, baby. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Yeah. We're niche it down. Okay. Where can people find more of your fantastic energy and just eat your stuff up?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, come to my website, theradicalconnector.com, radical uh, and you will see everything there. You'll get access into my uh, Facebook community for new entrepreneurs. You will get access to my YouTube channel where I put lots of uh, videos out around business development, uh, entrepreneurial mindset, you know, sales skills. Uh, you'll get access to all that. And if you want to contact me, guess what? There's a contact me uh, link right on there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And let her know if you heard her on our show. We'd love to know that. That's really great. Tag me, just throw it all in there. Let us know, let us know, let us know, right? That's a, uh, the entrepreneur version of let us know. <laughs> <laughs> let us know, let us know. Yeah. Us know. <laughs> all right, Lindsay, thank you so much for your time, your energy and giving us all your wise wisdom. We do appreciate it. And everybody else till the next show. I hope you get to your next win as fast as possible and signing off from Win the Hour, Win the Day. Thanks so much. Hey guys, I'm super, super excited to share with you. Right now, we are gearing up to do a crazy, amazing Launch with the Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs on Black Friday. We are going to have a spectacular Black Friday special. And this is full, chock full of amazing content. It's really about creating your win team so you get to what is next, what is next, so that you can get ideas to implementation and really make your ambitions come alive. So get on the waiting list, www.comingsoonfromchris.com. Coming soon from chris, com.